If you will, please open up your Bibles. We're moving into chapter 10 this morning of John's Gospel, where we will find two more of Jesus' famous I am statements that John records. We've talked about these before. These are provocative self-descriptions Jesus uses, where he takes the very familiar I am, that name that God calls himself in the Old Testament, that name that when Moses, very fearful, said, who shall I tell them sent me to Pharaoh? And God replies, you tell him that I am has sent me to you. And so when Jesus takes this great I am name upon himself, it grabs folks' attention. And he adds to that name some descriptor, some additional description, something that helps us to get a picture of who he is and the work he has come to do. So he says that we've already seen, I am the bread of life, to indicate that he offers something so much greater and so much more important than mere physical sustenance. He says, I am the light of the world, to indicate that he is the light that the dark world needs to see and to know God. And now in chapter 10, we have two more. I am the door to the sheep, and I am the good shepherd of the sheep. Now, the door is in the verses that we're going to look at today. And while Jesus is definitely alluding all, all the while to the fact that he is the shepherd, he actually doesn't say those exact words until verse 11, which we'll cover next week. But both of these I am statements, I am the door to the sheep, I am the good shepherd, they of course tell us a lot about our Savior, but they also reveal quite a bit about us as sheep. So I want us to read these 10 verses and then we'll dig in. So stand if you're able. And just a reminder why I ask you to do this, this is a, a, a reminder, a wake-up call, if you will, to our physical postures that we might be reminded of the, of the reality of what we're doing here. We are hearing from God. This is God speaking to us now. These are his words. John 10, 1 through 10. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. May God bless the preaching of his inspired, inerrant, infallible, and authoritative word. Let's pray asking the help that we need. 
Uh, Oh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, would you come now in these moments and help us, teach us, illumine our, our dull understanding. We're going to talk about how we're sheep. Very often sheep don't get it, so help us, good shepherd. Help us, teach us. Help us to see the realities of our being sheep and of you, Jesus, being the good, good shepherd and the door to the sheep. Help us to understand these mixed metaphors. Do in us and then through us all that would please you, all that would bring you great glory and exalt the name of our good shepherd, Jesus, our Savior, in whose name we pray and ask these things. Amen. Please be seated. The flock is a very common, ordinary, everyday feature of Jewish life. To talk to Jews about sheep would be to talk about something that everybody knew and understood very, very well. They were well acquainted, very experienced To talk about God's people as sheep, well, we see that throughout Scripture. It's all over the place. And to see a shepherd as a savior of God's people, well, that's also abundant in the pages of the Bible. That God calls us sheep and says that we need a shepherd, that's something we need to pay attention to. I want to look at three things in these verses. There's an outline in your worship folder. It's a pretty simple outline, right? Why sheep need leading. How sheep are led. And where the sheep are led. So number one, why sheep need leading. Well, that has to do with our sheepness. And this isn't exactly a compliment, Sheep are not the brightest creatures. They're certainly not the strongest. They're not very good at defending themselves from predators. They are easy prey. They're not nimble. They're not fast. They get lost very easily. They wander off. They put themselves in great danger. Now, in, in my memory, I was thinking that I'd heard or read or something about them even kind of wandering off the edges of cliffs to their death. But then I said, I need to check that out because I don't want to give you anything that you go home and look up on Snopes and say, no, that's just folklore. So I Googled it, right? Do sheep walk off cliffs? Y'all, and I got like a zillion hits, and y'all, it was so much worse than I thought. Like, not only is it true, it's, it's terrible. I, I found this one article, it's BBC, right? So I think it's the real deal, back from 2005. It's titled, Turkish Sheep Die in Mass Jump. Turkish shepherds watched in horror as hundreds of their sheep followed each other over a cliff. First, one sheep went over the cliff edge, only to be followed by the whole flock, according to the reports. 
More than 400 sheep died in the 15-meter fall. And here's the worst part. All right, 400 sheep died. Those dead sheep, their bodies cushioning the fall of 1,100 others who followed. Sheep need a shepherd because they're dumb, right? So that hurts a little bit. That stings a little bit for God to refer to us as sheep, right? What's he implying here? Again, it's not a compliment. But it's also not entirely bad news either. The sheep may, in fact, be dumb, but they are valuable. They have, they have worth. The, the really sad part, the article went on to say, talk about how many families were left destitute because of those dumb sheep and their mass jump. That, that on average, a family would have about 20 sheep. That'd be their net worth. Right? They didn't have stocks. They didn't have 401. They had sheep. And they all jumped over the cliff, and they were destitute. Because those sheep were worth something. Those sheep had value. Every part of the sheep, the wool, the skin, the meat, really, really valuable. So they might not be valued for their speed or their intelligence, but they were and are a prized possession. The sheep matter to their owner. So the sheep need leading both because they're dumb, but also because they're valuable. They need to be led and protected because how valuable they are to the owner. And that's something that we should sit with for just a while as we're considering the Lord calling us sheep. Yes, we have some deficits, right? But we also have great value to him. We have worth. We're going to see that even more so next week when we get to the part about the shepherd laying down his life for the sheep. There is a warmth here in this metaphor, in this relationship of sheep and shepherd. There's, there's trust, there's familiarity here that we matter to him, that we have value and worth. We need to let that sink in. We matter so much even to the shepherd and to our creator. I don't know if you saw in verse 3 that the shepherd calls the sheep by name. Every little sheep some nickname, Gimpy, Spot, whatever. Right? If they're going to be called individually, personally, they've got to be known individually. So yes, the sheep have to be led because they're prone to flinging themselves off of cliffs. But also, they've got to be led because the shepherd knows and values you, us, as sheep. The next thing is how the sheep are led. Now, we saw it repeated again and again in this passage. Sheep are led by the voice of the shepherd. It helps to get a practical picture of, of what's going on here culturally and, and historically. Very often, a village would have a, a communal sheep fold or sheep pen in the center, right, where all the different families 
their shepherds would bring their flocks in and they were all put in together in mass. There would be a hired hand, a gatekeeper, who would watch the gate, guard the gate overnight while the shepherds went and slept. Next morning, the shepherds come back to get their flocks out of this communal sheep pen. But imagine how difficult that might be given the sheep's deficits to get your sheep and just your sheep out of that pen. So what happened was is that each shepherd had a unique call, a sound that they would make. In addition, as we saw, calling them each individually by name. But those sheep recognized that shepherd's call. They recognized that shepherd's voice. And amazingly enough, probably the smartest thing that the sheep were capable of doing is they responded to that voice and no other voice. And so the first shepherd would come. He would give his call, make his sound that he makes, call them by name, and, well, here they come. And then rather than driving them from behind like Western shepherds would do, led them from the front simply by his voice. That's how they're led. Now, this whole sheep pen and the shepherds and the hired hand, the gatekeeper to watch, it seems like an awful lot of effort and expense to take care of these sheep. But we've got to remember they're valuable. They are valuable to the owners. They're valuable to the shepherds. That's their way of life. But they would also be valuable to other people if other people could acquire these sheep. And as such, the sheep were prone to theft. Something else you see over and over in these verses. Verse 1, if you don't come in by the door, you're a thief and a robber. Verse 5, they won't follow the voice of a stranger. Verse 8, Jesus said all who came before, they're thieves and robbers. And finally in verse 10, thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Now, who in the world is Jesus talking about? Who does Jesus have in mind when he's saying, thieves and robbers, thieves and robbers, thieves and robbers? Well, unfortunately, there's a long history of thieves and robbers, many of whom even posed as shepherds. They were given the task of being shepherds, of shepherding God's people but who did anything but. The classic text for this that we'll look at is Ezekiel 34. It's a great companion passage as we're looking at John 10. First six verses, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, ah, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding yourselves. Should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat. You clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened. The sick you have not healed. The injured you have not bound up. The strayed you have not brought back. The lost you have not sought. All the things that a shepherd is supposed to do. And with force and harshness, you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill 
and apparently over some cliff edges, my sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to search or seek for them. Those are damning words. For any who would be given the charge to shepherd and not faithfully fulfill it. But we need to think, why were they successful? Why were these imposter shepherds successful? The only reason was that the sheep didn't know the voice of the shepherd. And they placed themselves in great danger. They became food for the wild beasts because they did not know the voice of their true shepherd. Now, it's, it's hard to read those Ezekiel verses and not think how we just saw this in the last chapter we were in in John. Of these false shepherds abusing and taking advantage of the sheep, these, these religious leaders that we've encountered, these Pharisees, just think about how they abused the man born blind and his parents with their threats of expulsion, with carrying out those threats of casting that, that man out of the temple because of his belief in and support of Jesus. These are charlatans. And clearly in the immediate context here in John 10, this is who Jesus is talking about when he's talking about thieves and robbers. And presumably they're still listening. Friends, we must know the voice of our shepherd. It is a matter of life and death. Now, when you look at these verses, you may be struggling as I was this week with, with this mixed metaphor that Jesus has going on, right? We'll allow it because it's Jesus. But it's really, it's a mixture of metaphors going on because he's so clearly alluding in these first verses that he's the shepherd. He will eventually in verse 11 tell us, I am the good shepherd. But we saw in verse 6, they are not tracking with what he's saying. They're not getting it. And so in, in verse 7, he shifts a bit. And he says, okay, fine. I'm the door. I'm the door that the sheep have to enter in. I, I am the entrance to the kingdom of God. You come in by me. You come in through me. I alone am the way to get in. No other way. No other door. All other options and claims have to be rejected. They are lies. See, it's his voice and his voice alone. So how do you know? How can you tell the voice of a stranger, the voice of a thief and a robber from the voice of the shepherd? So think about this with me. The shepherd and therefore his his under-shepherds, his teachers, his preachers. They always lead people straight to Jesus. Always and only. 
But unfortunately, so many who came before Jesus, verse 8, were thieves and robbers. And unfortunately, so many who come after Jesus are thieves and robbers. Do they lead you straight to Jesus? Do they lead you straight to His very words? Right? There were some who came before Jesus who were faithful. Moses and the prophets. That's how you heard the voice of the shepherd before Jesus came. You clearly heard God's voice through Moses, through the law. The law is nothing but a preparation, getting you ready to say, oh, how I need a Savior. The prophets foretelling His coming. His coming. The servant coming who would suffer. The servant, when Isaiah says, all we like sheep have turned astray, each one has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him, on the good shepherd, the iniquity of us all. Do you know the voice of your shepherd? Can you distinguish it from the voices of thieves and robbers and strangers. There is, there is in all of this a warning and a great promise. The warning is that there are thieves and robbers out there. They're, they're here, they're coming, be on guard. They want to steal. They want to rob you of the truth of the gospel. They want to kill. They want to destroy. And y'all, I realized this week, this verse 10 John 10.10, 10, famous verse. Lots of people have it memorized, right? Because of this promise of abundant life. And the first part, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And I guess I had just heard that verse so many times, removed from its context, removed from the rest of these verses, that I heard that voice and I'm thinking, okay, well, that's Satan. That's the thief. And certainly... Satan does fit the bill there. And certainly those things are true of our great enemy, Satan. But given the context, what Jesus is referring here to is any of the ilk of these religious leaders, these under-shepherds, these teachers, these preachers, who have something other than the pure gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, who have anything other than Jesus' righteous life and sacrificial death for you. Anything that they might profess or teach, that, that rule following, that law obedience, that conforming your behavior to some standard can make you right with God. That's a thief and a robber trying to steal and kill and destroy. Now the voice of the shepherd says, it has to be me doing it for you. It has to be my perfect obedience to the law. My sacrificial death as the lamb without blemish. Right? Both the shepherd and the sacrificial lamb. The voice of the shepherd that leads you through the door that is Jesus Anything and everything else is a lie. Why 
sheep need leading, how the sheep are led, and finally where the sheep are led. Presuming that we're talking about they're being led by the good shepherd who is Jesus. If it's Jesus, the good shepherd leading, then where are we being led? Verse 9 is our key. Whoever uses the door that is Jesus, they will be saved and they will find pasture. So here's what I really want you to see. If you go home thinking anything about you being a sheep and him being a shepherd, I want you to be assured that the good shepherd leads you to safety and to satisfaction. I want you to rest in that. I want you to rest in that this morning. If you come in through the door who is Jesus, and then you're led out and in by Jesus, right? You're out of danger under the watch of your good shepherd. You are safe. Our ladies just started a new Bible study of Psalm 23, right? And so Shay and I were debriefing after the first night, and she was talking about this safety aspect, right? Because he's your shepherd, you are safe. Whatever might come, right? All those things we even sang about in that yet not I, but through Christ, right? Though the night is dark, I'm not forsaken, right? He's your good shepherd. He has you. You are safe. There is no one who can remove you from that safety. No one is powerful enough to do it. Uh, John 6, 39, Jesus says, none of those that the Father has given me will I lose. I'll keep them all. You are safe. You are protected by your good shepherd. And you're also provided for going in and out. You'll find pasture. Shepherd's going to lead you out to pasture. This, this going in and out actually is very reminiscent of something that Moses prayed for, for God's people. Back in Numbers 27, Moses spoke to the Lord saying, let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, appoint a man over the congregation who shall go out before them and come in before them, who shall lead them out and bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord may not be as a sheep, may not be as sheep that have no shepherd. Moses was praying for this. Now, the, the immediate fulfillment there was that the Lord provided Joshua. Right? The Lord raised up a man to lead them out and lead them in, to care for them, to provide for them. Right? So that was the immediate fulfillment, but what's the ultimate fulfillment? If you know anything about the name Joshua, Yeshua, translated in Greek, Jesus, he shall save his people. Jesus, the good shepherd, leads us out and in to find pasture, to have the sustenance for life. And not just any old pasture, not just any old life. Verse 10, what kind of life? To the full abundant life, right? There is a fullness about being led by our shepherd, Jesus. There is a contentedness. There is a satisfaction about this life that we all crave. We're desperately looking for it. 
in so many places and in so many ways. We are craving this satisfaction. We are craving this contentedness. This is something that the prophet Ezekiel also foretold. After that scathing indictment of the thieves, the robbers, the imposter shepherds, he talks about God taking over as the shepherd. Let's look and see how that passage continues. Ezekiel 34, verse 11. For thus says the Lord God, behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock, when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all the places where they've been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land, and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. They shall lie down in good grazing land and on rich pastures. They shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep. And I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost and I will bring back the strayed and I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. Y'all, understanding ourselves as sheep and knowing Jesus as our shepherd is so very rich. To to get a, a glimpse of our neediness, of our deficits, of our proneness, but also of our great value and worth. And to know the voice of our shepherd and distinguish it from any other imposter, any other thief or robber. And then to know with great certainty that he will lead us and keep us in places of safety and deep, deep satisfaction that we cannot find anywhere else. Friends, that is a joy and a blessing. And I pray and I hope that it is yours this morning in Jesus. Father, thank you for the many ways that you reveal yourself to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that in addition to being the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords, you are the shepherd to needy, often dumb sheep, but sheep that you value sheep that have great worth to you. Not because of anything in us, but simply because you decided to to value us, to find us worthy, made in the image of, of the Creator, redeemed and rescued, purchased with a huge price, so costly. The cost of your own life laid down for the sheep. Jesus, we praise you as the good shepherd this morning. And we pray that we would each have a deep sense of our sheepness, of our need to be rescued from our own folly, from our own stupidity, from the danger that we place ourselves in.
But help us to see you. Help us to know you as the good shepherd who lovingly, willfully, gladly rescues us, calls us by name, keeps us safe, secure, and satisfied for all of our days. Oh, thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.